Hello and welcome to Creative Lives, the Lecture in Progress podcast. Lecture in Progress is an online resource that inspires and informs the next generation of talent by providing practical advice and insight into the creative industry. This podcast series features a broad range of people talking about what they do and how they got to where they are. Our guest this week is Maximilian Khaled, co-founder of The Pop-Up Agency, who's currently based between London and Paris. My name is Maximilian, or Max. I am one of the co-founders of The Pop-Up Agency. We are a creative consultancy that is known for solving briefs in 48 hours and popping up around the world. Max was still studying at design school Hyper Island in Stockholm when he co-founded The Pop-Up Agency with five fellow students. In their first year as fledgling creative consultants, armed with the business model of solving briefs within a 48-hour time frame, the pop-up agency launched with a global tour, in which they would provide creative direction and strategy to 15 different clients in 15 different countries within 15 weeks. Since starting out in 2012, the agency has popped up in over 55 countries. They've collaborated with brands like Coca-Cola, Facebook, Adidas, YSL and Spotify on strategic, focused and quick turnaround projects with the aim of revealing new brand insights and innovative solutions to specific briefs. The pop-up agency basically have developed a creative process that we're known for and that's the 48-hour process. When we started the company, in 2012. Yeah, we were still students. And the thing was that Hyper Island took so much of our free time. So we only had the weekends off to do work. And that became the 48 hours. There's no like, you know, utopian or like magical thoughts behind it. It's like pure coincidence. But what we realized there and then was that 48 hour format is probably one of the most favorable formats to do work on because it gives you time enough to go deep enough to create value but it also gives you the constraints to force yourself to perform. It basically looks like every single creative process for any type of creative agency. You know, you start with your briefs, you do your research, et cetera, et cetera. The only difference with us is that we do it in 48 hours and we have designed specific tools and methods to enter each and single one of the steps, basically. Our creative process is, is mostly about focus. We put away all devices that we have. We put away our phones. We don't answer emails during these days. We basically go off the grid and we're locking ourselves up to be completely focused for two days straight. When we step into a 48-hour process, uh, you know, a lot of people ask us if it's all rogue, you know, if it's uh, anarchy for two days and then we come up with a, a magical solution. B- but it's not. It's a, it's a very, very structured process. Each day we have micro goals to achieve. So, you know, every day we're working towards something and those micro goals are set up together with everyone. So when we tackle a brief, it's really important that we, you align everyone, that everyone is on the same page, that everyone who's a part of your team or is a part of the project knows what's up and knows what the goal is. Working with us is like complete transparency. They see, you know, every step we take, every move we make. <laughs> you know, we are there at their location. They see what we do. We're not in a fancy, you know, office in, in Soho somewhere coming back to them with a deck three weeks later, you know, we are not about that. We create value for them instantly and they see it and they see the hard work we put in. Plus we involve them in it. So they have ownership of it. 
every country has its own ways of working. There are things that you need to cope with, you know, hierarchies, culture differences. You know, we, we work for a client in the US and the owner of the company didn't even know that we were coming in. It was someone else who had hired us in, in his company. And he basically walked up to us and said, like, why are you here? And what can you possibly teach me and my company? I brought IKEA to America in the 60s. So, you know, we bump into those types of scenarios as well. Funny enough, like he's a really good friend of ours today, the guy who said that. But, you know, he was checking us. He was checking if we were real. He, uh, yeah, you know, like, and I would understand him too. Like, here are two young European guys coming into America on high horses being like, okay, we're going to take over and this is our show now. You know, we, we, you, you learn how to navigate in that landscape. And I, I guess, you know, stay humble, but stay true to yourself is my advice for that. You know, so uh, we studied a course called Interactive Art Direction at Hyper Island. Or at that time, it was the only course where you needed at least three years of work experience to be able to enter the program. So I was the youngest one who got in that year, or one of the youngest ones who got in that year. But, you know, I hadn't studied anything before. I'd worked my way up from, I was 19, in one of the most successful startups in Stockholm. A startup where, you know, Spotify founder Daniel Ek used to work there early on. Like, a, a lot of CEOs for Stockholm's top startups today came out of that company. Yeah, I was like straight into customer service there, worked my way up. I was probably knocking on the H HR door every other week asking for more hours. And all of a sudden they were probably fed up with me. So they gave me a position. <laughs> you know, working in this startup, that gave me, of course, a fantastic foundation. Great network for being so young. But, you know, after a while I, I felt that I didn't grow anymore and I had to move out of there. And uh, Interactive Art Direction at Hyper Island became like, this is, this is my haven. You know, I, I, I put so much effort into my application. I wanted to overdo myself because the year before I got rejected from one of the other schools in Sweden that is, is like a high profile school. But, you know, I, I realized after that, like that was not meant for me at that time. Now, you know, I'm looking at it with different eyes and I'm so happy I got to Hyper Island because that's where I met the rest of the guys in pop-up. I thank someone every day, you know, for, for not giving me the, the easy route to my success. So after I got rejected from that school, I took an internship at an advertising agency. I worked my evenings, same time I had a full-time job. I was committed. I can recommend anyone, do things. Just make sure, like, if you have a goal, just find your way to, of getting, getting through. Don't be mean to anyone. Just you know, focus on yourself. Don't compare yourself to anyone. Look at yourself and be stubborn and do it. The reason why we got together in the first place, yeah, so we were at Hyper Island. We had spent two weeks into our program. So basically, we didn't really know anyone. But me, Abraham, Alejandro and Slatko, we played football together. We played football. We liked each other. One evening... I get a phone call from Abraham. He's like, mm, you know what? I have this idea about something. I call it pop-up agency right now, but I don't really know what it is. But let's let's chat. I was like, okay, cool. This sounds so vague. I had no clue what's going on. Like, but then Slacko, I met Slacko the day after. He said, yeah, do you get Abraham's phone call? Cool, yeah. And then we started talking, and all of a sudden we were four guys, and we realized like we need a more diverse group. So Julia came on board, and then there was a Dutch guy in our class who was very very committed and very, very driven. And we brought him on board as well. So that's like by pure chance. That was how 
the company got started. Some of us had more experience in the beginning. They had done other, you know, smaller agency projects and stuff like that. So, you know, it was easier for them maybe to commit to this than for myself. But yeah, after a lot of hard work, uh, you know, I, I also grew into my shoes and, and here I am. <laughs> The way we approached people in the beginning, first of all, we had some people, we um, basically got to know them from lectures at Hyper Island. But I honestly think that they didn't give us anything, maybe one, one job. But we were just stubborn, you know. I remember one client we got, uh, a big auction house in Denmark, and I was really into furniture at this point. So I was like, shit, this is so cool. We're going to work for this auction house. I went to one of their fairs they had in Stockholm. And, you know, the CEO was there and I, and I walked up to her. I was like, uh, hi, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of your platform, yadi yadi. I'm doing this project now. Would you be interested in hiring us? She's like... And she just liked the, the bot, like I had courage to walk up to her in that space. So she, she's like, yeah, of course. You know, just like that, by pure chance. And I think many of our clients came because we were naive enough to ask. <laughs> and that's how we got the first ones. You know, we were naive to believe in the product that we had, but also naive enough to put our necks on the line, asking, you know, yeah, the worst thing that I could get is rejection or get a no. So the first year, we didn't charge any money for the jobs we did. We charged for food, accommodation, and travel expenses. And since we were still students, you know, we had student loans or whatever, we, we could survive. So instead of going on an internship like everyone else did in, from March till June, we interned in our own company. And that's when we launched the company with something that we called the pop-up tour. So we did 15 countries during 15 weeks with 15 different clients. And yeah, we basically traveled around the world for free with our skills and knowledge as an exchange. To be honest, like we only had five jobs booked when we, when we, when we started. We had five clients booked out of 15. So Europe was fairly easy to get. You know, we had a, a pretty okay network from Europe, but then we got a call from BBH in Singapore and they were like, yeah, we can buy a one-way ticket to Singapore. You know, one-way ticket. We didn't even have money to buy a return ticket. So we just had to perform. So we did a job for BBH uh, and they really, really liked what we did. So they were like, okay, where do you want to go next? Who do, who do you want to yeah, meet or what kind of company do you want to work for? So they recommended us to BBH Shanghai. And then to enter Shanghai, we needed to have a, a ticket out of Shanghai. So BBH in Shanghai also got us like a, a one-way ticket. So we needed a, a, a company somewhere else in Asia to buy us a, a ticket out of it. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to enter. So we got TBWA in Hong Kong. And uh, that's basically how we managed to get around that. And in Hong Kong, we met probably one of the, the guys who had had most impact on us, even up until today. His name is Emmanuel Andre. He used to be the former president of TBWA Worldwide. He's currently chief talent officer at Publicis Group. He's been a supporter since day one. I, you know, he just connected me with so many people. And that's when I was like, oh my God, one CEO knows another CEO. One boss knows another boss. That's how you know, the world works. So it was so great you know, to get that insight and to, to understand how he operates as well. And he saw the value in us. He, he loved that we were naive, that we you know, just threw ourselves out there and tested and did it. We were fortunate enough to have a format that 
either gained fans or enemies. You know, 48 hours saying that, that we solved briefs in 48 hours, either you were with us or you were trying to shoot us down. Like a lot of people, a lot of people didn't like what we were doing in the beginning. But at least we got their attention. I'm thinking all press is good press. I, I don't really believe in that. But you know, to, to some extent it is. Because that also forces you to be able to communicate your message clearer, better, and being able to take bullets that you didn't count on maybe when you started. And uh, I think that, that was for us, like we had a format. The 48-hour format itself was strong enough to travel by its own. Even, yeah, like six years later, you know, people still come to us and ask us about the 48-hour process and still try to shoot holes in, in our creative process. But, you know, six years down the line and it's hard. So one of the challenges that we faced early on after the first year was, how do we make a business out of this? You know, we were charging food, accommodation, and travel expenses. But how do we charge for creativity? How do we charge hard money for something we, we can't really project or predict where we're going to end up after a 48 hour. So how do you actually charge for that? Further down the line, we started to talk about our offering as, as a process or our service is a process. We sell a 48 hour creative process that will take you from A to B. That's what we're selling. And that's what you're buying when you buy from us. So that's definitely one of the toughest challenges that we're faced. It took a while. That, that was like a lot of trial and errors, uh, testing, different payment uh, fee structures, different payment alternatives. Yeah, you name it. We, we did it all. We even tried to sell pop-up process as a subscription. You subscribe to us and we come and do X for you. And second of all, it's probably when uh, we went from six co-founders to two co-founders. You know, with everything, we, you, you grow apart, you know. I think me and Abraham were the two co-founders that had a clear direction of how we wanted to run the company and, and the rest of the co-founders maybe had uh, a version each. And, you know, some of them were not even motivated even to, to do 48 hours and felt that I want to I wanna pursue something else. So after a lot of conversation, no hard feelings whatsoever, still really good friends with every single one of them, we realized like, yeah, you know, let's let's just call it. Chapter two is done. Chapter one was the tour. Chapter two has been the startup phase in London and let chapter three begin. And, you know, we're still asking them for advices here and there and, you know, still really good friends of ours. But that was another tough challenge. You know, how do we go? How do we even transform the business from six co-founders to two co-founders? Like, can we even do 48 hours now? There were so many questions. We didn't know. If I was going to give one advice to uh, someone who's about to start a career in the creative industry, I would definitely advise you to don't stare yourself blind on the big brands. Look at companies that will give you uh, flexibility and will also see your value because you have value. I think often what happens is that we as, as creatives, we are expected to work for low fees or no fees at all. You know, creativity is something that is not valuable, but your knowledge is valuable. You come from a generation that everyone wanna, wants to tap into, prepackaged with knowledge that they just want to harness and insights that they just want to take. So, you know, understand your value. Don't be afraid of asking. 
And last but not least, also do side projects. Do things outside of work. Do things that stimulate your creativity and find people that will support you. Because you don't need haters. Like We've had plenty of them and they don't give you anything. So surround yourself with good people, uh, know your value, and definitely um, do side projects. Those are my three cents. This episode of Creative Lives was brought to you by Lecture in Progress. It was presented by me, Indy Davis, and the guest was Maximilian Khaled. The editor was Ivor Manley. Lecture in Progress is made possible with the support of a number of brand partners. They include GF Smith, Google, Sky Creative Agency, Colophon Foundry, and the Paul Smith Foundation. For more information, check out lectureinprogress.com, and you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter.